Welcome to this episode of College Matters, Alma Matters. We do podcasts on personal college stories and all things college. Check us out at almamatters.io forward slash podcasts. You know, there's a, there's a quote from F. Scott Fitzgerald that is, um, Yale is November, crisp and energetic. Uh-huh. And that just that just feels so right on to me when I think back uh, on college. I just I feel like you know it's it's definitely for a Californian. It's crisp. Yes, <laughs> it's cold. Yes, you, yeah. you need a jacket. Yeah. But it's um. I just think about like the the leaves falling and the snow and running around from Sterling Library to the dorms with your friends and bundling up for like a long study session and then you know running to the theater and staying there all night and working and. I just, um, it, is, it is a very energetic place. Cleo Handler is a graduate of Yale University with a bachelor's degree in psychology and theater. Growing up in Los Angeles, from a very young age, theater was a big part of Cleo's life. She was in fact obsessed with theater. She was also very interested in psychology and neuroscience in high school. So science became her backup plan in case the theater didn't work out. We caught up with Cleo to talk about her journey through Yale University. Now, before we jump into the podcast, here are the high fives, five highlights from the podcast. pretty amazing i i double majored in psychology and theater uh-huh. and uh that has really affected my life and you know what the kind of work i'm doing now uh-huh. so yeah i um i had a pretty incredible time at yale and i'm very grateful that i got to go there i think the uh the silly answer is you know i was obsessed with gilmore girls growing up and oh, sure. I, I think Roy <laughs> going to yale had a bit of an uh influence on me but but the real answer is that um, I I wanted to go somewhere where I could really pursue, um, you know, theater and making things. Uh, and, and Yale has an unbelievable mm-hmm. drama department. Obviously, they're famous for mm-hmm. it in their grad school. But the undergrad community is incredible. And as I mentioned at one point, um, my senior project was um, working on a musical that I wrote with my friend and. Uh, that was that was a huge part of my senior year was like writing and directing a a full musical um and they were so supportive about that i think um for me it was it was sort of about bravery and about like trying to do something that i that i know is it, it is very unpredictable and very difficult right. um whereas the the psych path while while super difficult as well felt more um you know more more known to me yeah. and um so that was that was just like a, a pretty scary leap of faith but it it ultimately was was more aligned with what I wanted to do but I you know I'm still um I'm writing a screenplay right now about a psychology grad student and you know it's a horror film and be yourself in your um writing materials when you're applying like really write an essay that um is on a topic you feel super passionate about because as far as I can tell most of the people I knew at Yale were 
Yeah, were people who were were very passionate about what they were doing, whether it was, you know, being a tour guide and being obsessed with architecture and talking about this one building for an hour or like um, someone who was like building a robot and is now working in AI and coding or someone who's um, a composer and running their own music group. Now, I'm sure you want to hear this entire podcast with Cleo. So without further ado, over to Cleo Handler. Hi. Hi, Cleo. How are you? I'm okay. Um, I'm getting a bit of a weird um, sound. Let me see. Um, that might be a little better. Yeah, I'm not hearing it, so uh, I think we're good. So, um, oh, yeah. actually, I'm, I'm so sorry. It's, it's very um, staticky. Oh, it is? Okay. So... Do you do you want to do it? Uh, do this on a f- laptop or? Oh, just... it cleared it cleared up. That's much better. It's better. Yes, I think it was just the, getting connected, but this this sounds a lot better. Fabulous. So let me start by welcoming you to our podcast, College Matters, Alma Matters. Uh, really... Thank you for having me. Yeah, really appreciate you making the time. Really eager to hear your Yale story and. Um, you know, so that uh, our audience, which is, as I told you, is a you know collection of aspiring students from all over the world, and would love to hear how, you know your Yale experience and where you went from there. So it's an exciting story, I know. So love to hear it. Amazing. <laughs> cool. So maybe the best uh, way to start is uh, maybe uh, looking back and your um, overall impressions and. Um, experiences at Yale, um, what you think of it now in the rear of your mirror? Um, well, let's see. I loved it, basically. <laughs> I um, graduated from Yale in 2012, so mm-hmm. um, a few years ago, but um, it's still very fresh in my mind. And a lot of my friends, my closest friends now, are still the people I met in college. Uh-huh. So uh, it's a really big part of my life. And um, yeah, it was pretty amazing. I, I double majored in psychology and theater, uh-huh. and uh, that has really affected my life and you know what the kind of work I'm doing now. Uh-huh. So yeah, I um, I had a pretty incredible time at Yale, and I'm very grateful that I got to go there. Great. Yeah. Um, so maybe the uh, good place to start is. Um, why you chose Yale, but maybe before we do that, maybe the origins of your interest in theater, writing, lyrics, uh, sounds fascinating to me. So uh, how did all that start? Um, well, I, I sort of was obsessed with theater growing up. I, um, I played the Wicked Witch uh-huh. in a production of The Wizard of Oz that my school did in like fourth grade, uh-huh. but we changed it. So instead of, um, the typical story in ours, the Wicked Witch was looking for Dorothy's library card. <laughs> and it was, you know, it was very educational. And I just became like totally hooked. And I wanted to do something in the theater world um, from then on, whether it be acting or writing or um, writing musicals. Um, but I was, you know, I did all of that in high school, but I was sort of afraid about um, you know, pursuing it officially. And I sure. think that's that's part of why I double majored and part of why I kind of split my time and energy in college to try to make sure I had some sort of backup plan. 
Um, but at Yale, there were like so many opportunities for that kind of thing that it was ridiculous. Like the, the support that they give to, um, to really all projects, but the arts specifically, like, you know, you can apply to a Sudler grant to get a thousand dollars to put a play on in your basement if you want, <laughs> or like, you know, they're, they're very, um, very amenable to that kind of thing. So yeah, I was, I was like always making things and writing things. And then it, it was, I think my junior year in college when that switch flipped and I sort of decided like, I, instead of just doing this casually, um, I would actually start applying to grants and getting the support of the university to make things and uh, really put a lot more of my energy into it. And it was, it was amazing. I took a class called Lyric Writing for Musical Theater with Michael Corey, who um, wrote Grey Gardens and mm -hmm. a bunch of Broadway shows. He's, mm -hmm. he's a huge deal. And I remember walking home from the class and just being like mind blown that this was a thing someone could study and this could like be a job <laughs> because it was just the most fun I'd ever had in my life. And I was like, whoa, this is unbelievable. I remember we made a class musical based on the movie Best in Show, uh -huh. um, you know, with the dog show. And it right. was just, it was so, so silly. And yeah, that was, uh, there was really no turning back for me after that. Okay, so... So let's go back to the beginning then. And why did you pick Yale? Um, how did that happen? Um, <laughs> it's funny that you ask because when I was at Yale, there was a um, viral video campaign that the admissions office made called uh, That's Why I Chose Yale. Uh -huh. <laughs> it was like uh -huh. a, a musical number. Sure. So I always think about that. But um, I think the... Uh, the silly answer is, you know, I was obsessed with Gilmore Girls growing up. And oh, sure. I, I think Rory going to Yale had a bit of an uh, influence on me. But but the real answer is that um, I, I wanted to go somewhere where I could really pursue um, – you know, theater and making things. Uh, and, and Yale has an unbelievable mm -hmm. drama department. Obviously, they're famous for mm -hmm. it in their grad school, but the undergrad community is incredible. Um, and I wanted somewhere that was well-balanced and also super academic because I didn't want to just go to a conservatory and, again, only have that option. Mm -hmm. um, and when I visited Yale... I remember just feeling like, first of all, it, you know, it looks like a, a castle and it's so right. Absolutely. <laughs> en enchanting, but um, it, it really felt like the students there were, were super passionate and, and balanced in mm -hmm. their activities instead of um, the vibe that I got at other schools, which was a bit more single-minded or competitive. Mm -hmm. You know, it just, it felt, um, it felt very exciting and inviting. No, that, that, uh, that makes sense. So... Um, so you mentioned about uh, high school. I think um, theater was obviously a big part of your life. What are, what are the other interests um, that you pursued? Um, so I let's see. I grew up in um, Los Angeles. Uh -huh. So um, yeah, I mean, I was doing a lot of like plays and music and. Um, uh, I was never much of a singer, but I, I always loved writing music and writing uh -huh. songs and stuff. So that was something that I did in high school. But um, additionally, I played sports and I was a gymnast. Mm. Um, mm. And at Yale, actually, I, I wasn't on the um, official gymnastics team, but I did take a tumbling class at the gym. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, they, they really have everything. Um, <laughs> but I also I was um, a little bit more of a, a scientist um, uh, in high school. And I think that's, you know, when I started Yale, I was pre-med. 
Uh-huh. Um, and I think that that, that was an interesting um, transition. And a lot of it had to do with, I think, me, like, like I said, sort of admitting that what I really wanted to do was um, act and write and being afraid. But, but yeah, I, I was very into um, chemistry and math and, and psychology. And, and there, there were so many opportunities at Yale to pursue that, that I, that was really cool too. Like all the, the neuroscience classes I was able, that I dreamed about in high school, I was able to take in college and, and I loved them. Awesome. So, um, so let's sort of, uh, so, you know, you arrive at Yale, uh, how was that transition from high school to college? How was the first year? Um, you know, I think academically coming from a, um, a prep school that was pretty intense, uh-huh. uh, you know, where I took a lot of APs and I was like always at the kitchen table working. Mm-hmm. Um, I was amazed by the free time that I had in college and the flexibility, not saying that sure. the classes were easy because of oh, yeah. course they weren't, but yeah. it was like, it was nuts that I, <laughs> I could finish class at, at 3 PM and just be done right. until I had play practice at seven. And it was like, Oh, I, I can just hang out with my friends and go to the library. And I was, um, I was far less scheduled my freshman year than right. I had been in high school. And that was a real relief. Mm-hmm. So otherwise the classes were, um, challenging but nothing that you couldn't sort of handle yeah I did feel like I um I preferred the smaller um you know more uh supportive more intimate classes I did I I do remember thinking that the lectures um were a bit overwhelming and just just in that you know you have to you have to really make sure you stay on top of things on your own and make a relationship with your TA and um when you meet in section which is like the you know the smaller group um, make sure that you're really understanding everything because in the the giant uh, lecture you can sort of get lost. Yeah. So, um, coming from like a smaller school, that was a thing to think about. But the only other <laughs> challenge I really remember freshman year, um, which is funny to think about now in the middle of a pandemic, but um, I remember getting colds a lot because there's uh-huh. like all these kids suddenly and you're on your own and you're like not sleeping as well. So I don't know. Take your vitamins, kids. <laughs> <laughs> So you said you said you went in as a pre-med, so you probably took a lot of those courses, the pre-med courses. Um, And um, and then how are your uh, peers in class? I mean, the uh, the pre-med classes and what what were the students like? You mentioned, you know, the passion and the energy of the students. What was it like? Um, It was it was great. I mean, I think there everyone was working really hard everyone was um the the pre-med classes were a lot earlier in the day than the theater classes so i remember like you know everyone was getting up early and walking to science hill as they call it um and uh yeah i took like a i sort of jumped ahead into a higher level chemistry class Mm -hmm. which was was challenging and was really fun Uh um i I do like i said I, i think that the um the lecture format is a bit more challenging because um, you have to, you just have to make sure that you're really self-motivating and staying right. on top of everything. Cause it's, it's easier to get lost, but the, but the kids were great. And everyone was like, um, you know, it was, people were working hard, but it didn't feel cutthroat. It, it felt like, uh, you know, a community. Sure. Okay. So how are the, how are the teaching? How are the profs? They were good. I, um, I did, 
I think like in, in those more, um, you know, in, in the more like chemistry 118 classes and like the, the sort of things you have to take the requirements, um, right. you do spend a lot of time working with um, teaching fellows and teaching assistants who are grad students. So uh -huh. I, I, I somehow like didn't make a huge connection or a deep relationship with my science professors. And I think that might be part of why I ended up moving towards theater. And I think like thinking back on it, that's something that I, I definitely could have made more of an effort to do is to like really um, go to office hours and connect and feel um, like I was more integrated in, in like their classes. Mm -hmm. um, whereas in the, in the smaller arts classes, you know, you're, you really know your professors and they know you really deeply. So, so yeah, it, it's nothing against the department, but I do think that um, you have to, you have to know that going in and, and make the effort to, to get the individual attention, especially in your, your freshman year. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that makes sense. And so, so most of the bigger classes were uh, lectures with recitation or with breakout sessions, or however you called it, right? And yes, uh, okay. And and labs and, and yeah, you know, that was fun. You got paired up with your lab partner, and you're uh, working on some cool experiment. And and later on, there are more research opportunities. And I I did some very cool uh, semester long lab courses, like my junior and senior year. But uh -huh. at the beginning, yeah, it's more standard stuff. Very nice. nice. So let's sort of move to the campus life. And um, maybe we could start with the residential colleges, the food and the social. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Yale has this, this residential college system uh, where they assign you a uh, college at the beginning. And it's sort of like your Harry Potter house that right. you, know, you, you stick with uh, throughout. You can change if you want to, but um, I was with Saybrook and yeah. I loved it and uh, it did not change. Um, and it was great. It's like a little mini bubble within the, the bigger university. So you can like, uh, you know, there's, I forget now, probably about 100 students in your year in your college. So uh -huh. it's a lot easier to, to get to know the group. Right. And then you're assigned a freshman counselor. Um and, you know, that person helps look out for you and uh, show you the lay of the land. And it's amazing. It was so fun because most of the freshmen are together on old campus, mm -hmm. um, which is, you know, an area where everybody lives. And then your sophomore year, you're able to move into the college proper and live with all the upperclassmen. And they all have, like, different amenities. So, you know, Saybrook had the Underbrook, which was our theater, um, which was, like, awesome. And I did a, my senior project there, and it was a dream. But, you know, we also had, like, a kitchen, and then one of the other ones had a, a screening room and all, all sorts of uh, basketball courts. And, uh, you know, they all have their perks. And you can access all of them, but you do have some serious college pride. Oh, sure. Sure. And the food was good. There's, there's, um, <laughs> you know, food, there's dining halls in every college. Um, and I thought it was awesome. And they say open late so you can get like cereal and snacks for the dining halls. I mean, for the libraries, cause they all, they all have their individual libraries as well as the university libraries too. So I spent a lot of time in the Sabrary, as we called it, eating like Cocoa Puffs and <laughs> studying <laughs> three in the morning. Sounds sounds really nice and uh, almost nostalgic now. Yeah. Um, so, so, how was the um, how were the campus activities, the clubs, the organizations? Um, they were great for me. Like, I um, 
the my freshman year, I remember doing a bunch of auditions for um, the Dramat, which is like the the more organized mm-hmm. theater group that is like college funded, and they bring in outside directors and stuff. And that was fun, but I really um, had a, an even better, more exciting time when I got involved in just the, the student-run shows. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can leave the main organization and audition for, uh, you know, I did a, a Rocky Horror Picture Show production that was an all-female cast and crew and band, and mm-hmm. we performed on Halloween, and it was it was just, like, super, super fun. Um, and then, as I mentioned at one point, um, my senior project was... Um, working on a musical that I wrote with my friend. And uh, that was that was a huge part of my senior year was like writing and directing a, a full musical. Um, and they were so supportive about that. Um, but yeah, outside of, of theater, like there's there's tons of sports and clubs and there's all sorts of interest groups. And I did, um, you know, a lot of music stuff and um, attending lots of concerts and every, a lot of people sing at Yale. So there's a lot of like acapella and sure. improv and, um, <laughs> uh, you know, whatever you could want. You can always start a club. It's, it's pretty supportive. Um, so I, I noticed that um, you uh, did some mentoring, um, the O'Neill uh, playwriting mentor. So oh, yeah. tell me about it. Um, that was that was really cool. That was my junior and senior year. Um, it actually was a um, a work study experience as well. So it was a great way to like have a campus job, but mm-hmm. it was exactly what I was interested in, which was um, we were able to uh, so like writers were able to sign up, and if you uh, you know were selected, you were able to mentor high school students at the local school called Co-op School of the Arts. Uh-huh. And then in turn, we were mentored by um, playwrights in the Yale School of Drama. So it was like a three-part mentorship program, wow. and w- we were in the middle. Sure. And then we went to the O'Neill Theater, which is um, in Connecticut. It's like a world-renowned uh, theater for new play development. And we got to spend a weekend there each semester working on our shows and helping Helping the high school students develop theirs, um, and I got paid, so it was it was pretty amazing. No, that sounds like a great program. I mean, yeah, uh, it's almost like a bartering system, but they're getting you're getting paid too, so that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the person who was my mentor from Yale School of Drama um, has, you know, she's a few years older, and she's been taking Broadway by storm. So it, a lot of good people were involved. Fabulous. So. Um, so what did you what did you do during the summers? Um, was it more theater or uh, did you do different things? Um, you know, it was, it was a bit of a mix. I guess the the first semester um, or the the first year, mm-hmm. like I said, I was I was pre med, and then I kind of um, wanted to find a way to combine some of those interests and uh, work towards you know maybe thinking about public health and thinking about theater and if there were ways to combine them. And I, I found this incredible. A Yale summer course that I got credit for, which was called um, uh, Theater and Public Health in Action, uh, Study of HIV AIDS in Swaziland. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I, I went to South Africa and Swaziland for the summer and we worked with um, an organization called Clowns Without Borders. Mm. And we uh, did clowning, mm. and, wow. <laughs> which means we basically had to, you know, 
develop our our clown personas while studying all these texts about um, public health and about the HIV AIDS crisis. And then we would like work with um, some local school groups trying to do like educational performances for the kids. And we visited some hospitals and worked with um, Mothers to Mothers, which is um, an organization that like educates um, HIV positive um, mothers to be nurses within the community to help destigmatize. and that that was incredible. Um, also, like being a clown in Swaziland was something I'd never expected. But um, then, uh, yeah, one summer I went to New York and um, studied at the William Esper Studio, which is an acting program. Yeah. Um, and then uh, another summer I got an internship through Yale at. Um, hasbro toy company in uh-huh. la uh-huh. <laughs> but it was you know it was like in the film division so i was reading um all the scripts about like you know future movies they were trying to adapt like jumanji or yeah. uh <laughs> twister or whatever <laughs> and and giving notes and driving around in a golf cart on the universal lot so that that was really fun sounds like you know really uh, diverse, eclectic sort of experiences. Um, yeah, and I was doing some more scientific things on, on campus. I feel like I'm only talking <laughs> about theater, but like there are, you know, I was doing a um, uh, an internship at like a um, a, a local school for um, children with autism, and I was working in the the music classroom mm-hmm. um, for a semester, and then um, one semester I was uh, working in a child development um, preschool. Um, in New Haven and one semester I was working in a lab in the med school and like behavioral psych. So, th- so there's all sorts of stuff you can do. No, that's, you know, it's really very rich, very diverse experiences um, on campus there. Yeah. So maybe that sort of um, leads me into this question of how, you know, how did you pick psych as a major and how did, you know, and also quite interested in, so listening to the, how you ended up making a decision to go, to lean into theater in a big way, like you said, after your sophomore or in the junior year. So, yeah. uh, you know, some sense, some perspective on that would be great. Um, well, growing up, I, I was always really interested in, in psychology and neuroscience and studying the way the brain works. And uh-huh. it's still something that, that really, really interests me. Mm-hmm. Um, I took, you know, AP psychology in high school and I loved it. I was always reading like Oliver Sacks books. And mm-hmm. um, I think ultimately I remember one moment, um, my freshman spring where I was um, sitting in the car with uh, my stepdad and I was just, I, I, I just like out of nowhere started crying and I wasn't really sure what was going on. <laughs> and he was like, like, what's happening? Cleo? <laughs> and I, I was just like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do. And he was like, do you just, do you just want to act? Is that what's going on? <laughs> it's like, oh. So I, I think um, for me, it was it was sort of about bravery and about like trying to do something that I that I know is it, it is very unpredictable and very difficult. Right. Um, whereas the the psych path, while while super difficult as well, felt more, um, you know, more more known to me. Yeah. And um, so that was that was just like a, a pretty scary leap of faith. But it, it ultimately was was more aligned with what I wanted to do. But I, you know, I'm still um, I'm writing a screenplay right now about a psychology grad student. And, you know, it's a horror film. And so I'm, I'm still involving a lot of that knowledge um, in my life and in my work. So, yeah, you know, um, you've had a pretty amazing 
uh, career so far as an artist uh, after Yale. So tell us about it. I mean, how does it, how did it all come about? Or, how, you know, obviously there's a lot more to happen, but um, uh, give us a sense of, you know, you mentioned earlier the, the uncertainty of theater, I guess, was kind of what yeah. you were talking about. How has it been and what, what would you recommend? Um, well, I, I will say that um, when I graduated, I felt like I had a ton of experience um, making art with my friends mm -hmm. um, and also a ton of experience in terms of the classes that I'd taken, um, which were, you know, I took a lot of playwriting and theater history and Shakespeare and I did take acting classes, but mm -hmm. um, it, like I said, it was a little less um, conservati conservatory focused, sure. a bit more like, you know, broad. So, so I felt... Um, when I graduated, I, I felt like I still wanted a bit of literal training of like getting more comfortable with auditions and with like the real world aspects of being an actor. So I, mm -hmm. I continued um, studying and I, I did the two year program at the Esper studio uh, that sure. I mentioned. Um, and I also um, uh, auditioned for and, and uh, joined the BMI musical theater writing workshop mm -hmm. in New York city, which is um, an amazing mm -hmm. uh, launching platform for um broadway writers so mm -hmm. that that's all about like developing full musicals um so yeah i but but i think what yale gave me that a lot of my peers in new york um did not have is this this really strong sense that like if the system is frustrating or i'm sick of auditioning for other people or not hearing back i can just do my own thing Mm -hmm. And and that that's like an unbelievable skill. And I think what the industry is really moving towards these days, especially with like, you know, the all these writer, actor, creators like Phoebe Waller-Bridge who made Fleabag and, mm -hmm. you know, um, all these like Issa Rae, all these incredible people out there making their own material. So I think like being at Yale and having that support um, and, and working with in, incredibly talented, smart collaborators just kind of gave me this sense that like, yeah, like, you know, I, I did work on a, a TNT show a few years ago in sure. New York, um, which was a dream. But then when we didn't get a second season and that was canceled, it was like, OK, I can just like keep auditioning forever and more. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Or I can like make a short film and then try to turn that into a feature and then try to, you know, turn something else into a web series. And, and I think that, um, yeah, that sense of like DIY. Um, yeah creation has been has been a really um helpful tool for me so, so it feels like you feel like you're in control i guess is what you're saying yeah small small senses of control in a in an uncontrollable field sure, you know it's sure, like sure. you can write something and make it on a low budget with your collaborators many of whom i know from college um and submit it to festivals and get it out into the world directly that way and then use that material for your reel and and send it to agents and and, and you know just not being being more self-reliant um has been huge no that's uh you know obviously you have a great gift and i'm sure you're taking full advantage of that and um, wish you all the best on this you know i, I hope to hear a lot about about you uh, as we go <laughs> Thank forward. You. Same. So, so let's sort of jump back to Yale and I'm going to ask you a question on, you know, you, you did a lot of diverse and a lot of uh, interesting things while you were at Yale. 
If we were to go back through those four years again, um, what are the kinds of things you'd do differently? I mean, what are the things now looking back you feel like you could have done more of or less of otherwise? Mm. Um, I mean, there are always classes that you want sure. to take that you didn't get to take. And right. I, you know, I, I, um, I think if I had um, now, I would probably, I, at Yale, you take like usually nine classes a year, sort mm-hmm. of four one semester, five the next. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm like, I would take five every semester. <laughs> you know, I would take more classes. Um, but I think, I think the biggest one that I think about is, um, you know, I have some friends from college who made very deep lasting relationships with a lot of their professors. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, there are probably two who I'm, still in in contact with on a regular basis and who I love and admire and like see their work in New York. But, Mm -hmm. um, I was a little bit shy about that. Mm. I don't know why. And I, I wish I had been, um, you know, had seen my professors more as, as potential friends and, and collaborators and obviously people I respected, but I could like get lunch with instead of, um, just sort of seeing them as the more high school model of like, thanks for the class. Bye. You know? Right. Right. That's a great insight, actually. I think this I hear quite often. So um, Really? It, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's amazing. Um, I, I do think that um, it is changing so fast uh, now that people do feel that that should be a two-way relationship. But yeah. yeah. Um, very nice. So, um, so now... Um, I'm going to ask you for uh, advice for aspiring students, ones who want to apply to Yale or any of the top colleges. What would your uh, advice be to these folks? Oh, man. Um, I, I think that the main, um, main bit of advice I would give is just to, to really um, – be yourself in your um, writing materials when you're applying, like really write an essay that um, is on a topic you feel super passionate about. Because as far as I can tell, most of the people I knew at Yale were, yeah, were people who were, were very passionate about what they were doing, whether it was, you know, being a tour guide and being obsessed with architecture and talking about this one building for an hour or like um, someone who was like building a robot and is now working in AI and coding or someone who's um, a composer and running their own music group. I think like, um, I, you know, I've done some tutoring over the past few years. I think that's a great thing also about um, going to a school like Yale is like right. you, you can always support yourself, um, in that way. But, um, and, and I think that a lot of students tend to, uh, write something that they, they think will be, you know, right. I- impressive or do, do what they, they think people want to see. And I really think that at Yale, it's, it's all about just like having a fresh, unique, uh, mature perspective that shows like some self-reflection and maybe a little bit of humor and, um, uh, not being afraid to show who you are. Hmm. Cool. Um, so we are sort of nearing the end of our podcast. So, you, you know, I'd like anything that you want to talk about, any memories or anything we might not have covered that you think might be relevant or interesting or just interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, memories. You're making me so nostalgic. Um, you know, 
there's a there's a quote from F. Scott Fitzgerald that is um, Yale is November crisp and energetic, uh-huh. and that just that just feels so right on to me when I think back uh, on college. I just I feel like. You know, it's it's definitely for a Californian. It's crisp. Yes, <laughs> it's cold. Yes, you, yeah. you need a jacket. Yeah. But it's um. I just think about like the the leaves falling and the snow and running around from Sterling Library to the dorms with your friends and bundling up for like a long study session and then you know running to the theater and staying there all night and working and I just um it is it is a very energetic place and um. Yeah, that's really what I valued the most about it was the the energy of the the community. Well, uh, this is this has been great, uh, Cleo. It uh, both uh, you know energetic as well and uh, ex- <laughs> exciting and uh, really really interesting. So um, I I think this will be extremely beneficial to all those aspiring students out there. So I really thank you again for taking the time. Of course, it's it's my pleasure. And I I wish them all luck. Thank you. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk more. But for now, take care and be safe. Thank you. You too. Yep. Bye-bye. Hi again. Hope you enjoyed our podcast with Cleo Handler about Yale University. Cleo's passion and drive for the creative arts and theater was clearly evident in all her outside the class activities, the summer pursuits and her final thesis. She was able to harness the enormous Yale resources in pursuit of her ambitions. I hope Cleo's story inspires you to explore Yale for your own college pursuits. For your questions or comments on this podcast, please email podcast at almamatters.io. Thank you all so much for listening to our podcast today. Many thanks to the counseling firm Admissionado for introducing me to today's guest, Cleo Handler. Transcripts for this podcast and previous podcasts are on almamatters.io forward slash podcasts. To stay connected with us, subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or visit anchor.fm slash almamatters to check us out. Till we meet again, take care and be safe. Thank you.